Hey y'all, welcome to Strip Down with Marianne. I am Marianne. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is episode six. We are going to talk about control. So first, if you are new to me, my name is Marianne. Um, I am a mom and a grandmom and a yogi and a sort of runner. And um, I love all kinds of fitness, but I love all kinds of ice cream also. Um, I love the beach, anything outdoors really, just put me outdoors, I like the fresh air. And so that's me in a nutshell. And also I survived things like childhood sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, and spiritual abuse, and human trafficking. So that's me. And if you are someone who identifies with any of those abuses, thank you so much for joining. Um, I'm happy to have you here. Uh, just so you know, this is my trigger warning today. We're going to probably touch some things. And if we do, please reach out to your safe people. If you're someone who loves us, thank you for coming. I think you'll enjoy this episode and I hope you get something from it as well. Um, so as I was thinking about processing, writing out my outline for today's episode, Control, um, the song, the Janet Jackson song kept playing in, in my head. I kept hearing it, you know, Control. I can't sing, but you you get the idea. YouTube it. It's a good song. Um, and so I went and I watched the video because I thought, oh, you know, just inspiration, whatever. Let me go watch the video. So I go and I watch the video and I did get inspired. I did get something. As the video starts, uh, Janet Jackson is a 17-year-old girl. Her parents are, you know, harping at her and she doesn't want to hear what they have to say. And so she goes out, she's gonna leave, she storms out. Her friends pull up at the same time. Her friends are like, ah, F your parents, they don't know anything, you know. And um, before the song starts, she says, in that space, she says this. And this time, I'm going to do it my way. It's all about control and I've got lots of it. Wow. I thought, <laughs> what better way to sum up a survivor, right? It's all about control and I've got lots of it. In our abuse, while someone was abusing us, our control was taken away from a lot of things. Control was imposed on us um, and we had to live under that condition that is part of abuse is control and so i'm going to outline just a few of the ways that we were controlled okay but the main the main ways we were controlled this is not an exhaustive list okay there's more um and so the ways we were controlled the ways our healing had to mimic that control a little bit a little bit and then the way society still controls people, right? And then our responses to those things. So that's what we're going to talk about today, control. So first, the abusers. Um, they controlled us. One of the ways, one of the most popular ways that we are controlled is through food, okay? When we are being abused, especially as children. Food is either given to us as a reward or withheld as a punishment, right? So we develop really bad eating habits. As a result, we develop a lot of 
um, physical ailments as a result, right? But what else does food do? What else does it do when food is controlled? Too little food, you get smaller, right? Too much food, you get bigger. So as food is controlling us, it is also controlling what we look like. It controls our size. One of the ways that we are controlled is our looks and our, our physical appearance gets controlled a lot. In part, the size by food, right? But then also what we wear, what our clothes look like, what our hair looks like, what our makeup looks like, what we look like when presented to others. And that control can be, you have to look a certain way, you are not allowed to look a certain way, right? But that's all part of how we've been controlled. We're controlled through our actions. What we do, where we do it, how we do it, what we say, how we say it, who we say it to, who hears our message, who is around us, who we can be around. So all of that gets controlled while we're in the abuse. We are kept away from safe people and purposely put closer to unsafe people right? All of that is getting controlled while, while we are under the abuse. So then some thing, something intervenes, right? And we are leaving the abuse. We are leaving whatever that was. And we are searching for help. And so we end up in a rehab or a program. And please hear, I didn't go to a program, okay? I'm speaking, um, I've worked in programs. I was not a resident of any, okay? But I've worked in lots, okay? And so we go to a rehab or a program or a facility that is part of our healing. What does that facility do? What does that program do? Well, they control everything. <laughs> they, they control everything, right? And some control is good. The control in our abuse, not good, right? Not good, hurtful control. Some control is okay. In a program, some things are controlled for safety. Some things are controlled for healing. So your program may have rules, right? What time you can come and go, if you can come and go, you know, who you can talk to on the phone, if the phone calls are monitored, um, what food is available, um, you know, all of those things, what you can wear, all of those things sure feel like the same control that our abuser had over us and can even look like it to some extent, right? And even though some of that is necessary to keep safety, to, to keep people on the path of healing, to keep them in a space where they can heal, it does not always feel that way to us, right? And so that is why the very best programs, and they're out there, the very best programs are ones that have individualized programming, okay? Meaning that each person comes in and sits down with whomever, whoever their people are in that facility, whatever they call their people, to work out how they will best heal, to work out you know, when they go to therapy, when they go to group, when they do this, when they do that, 
what they can wear and works with them instead of just imposing things. Some things are for safety, necessary, right? Some things are to keep um, everyone on the same playing field so that you don't create <laughs> any unnecessary problems, okay? Necessary. Some things are necessary in the healing environment. Some things need to have control for us to heal, okay? Then we get out, right? And we're, we're onward and upward and we're, <laughs> we are functioning members of society. But then we get out and there's control there too. Everywhere we go, someone's trying to control us. Someone tries to control us when, um, you know, when we get a job, we're told, well, there's a dress code or there's a uniform or, you know, um, this is what, you know, it, if you're in the military, if you have long hair, it's gotta be put up in a bun and all those things, right? Someone's controlling our looks again and it doesn't feel good. Even though it's not the abuse, it's not the abuse we suffered, right? Um, it's not really necessary for safety. We might not even understand why they're controlling it. Like, why do I have to have my hair in a bun? Why do I have to, you know, wear this or wear that or look this way, right? And so, we, the people who had all that control and abuse, struggle and even rebel because it feels the same. When we're in society, we're also told that certain things are acceptable. Certain things are appropriate, right? And when we don't fit in that box, we, are the problem, right? And so that control is put back on us again, that if we don't have the, the appropriate reaction, we talked about those last week, those over-adaptive behaviors, right? That we are the problem when all of that goes back to control, right? In our heads, how we feel is that you are telling me what to do and don't, <laughs> and just don't. So one of the ways that we do that is we start to take back our control, okay? We start to take back our control. And one of the ways that we do that is by forcing it, okay? Unhealthy way, please hear that, but by forcing it. We think in our heads, if I can control the way I look and what I say and what I do, then I will be healthy. No, <laughs> that doesn't work. It sucks, I wish you, I wish it did. I wish you could rule yourself, okay, into health. I wish you could, um, you know, legalize yourself into health. I wish that you could follow a set of plans and you would just be healthy, okay? But it doesn't work that way. Because even if I control everything I do, and everything I say and how I look and I present myself to the world in the right, if you're watching YouTube, I'm using air quotes, right? Right way. If I do all those things, I will be perceived as healthy. But what you and I both know, because I know you've tried, I know you've tried to fit in the box because I've tried too, is that it doesn't make you healthy in your brain and it doesn't change the thoughts and the feelings that come you cannot control your way to health. You cannot put on the right outfit and 
you know, say the right things and feel healthy as a result. That takes work, okay? So that's a bad way we control ourselves. Here's a more fun way we control ourselves. <laughs> so in our abuse, talked about food. Food was a big deal, right? And so what does that do? What does food do when we control it? We said it makes us big or it makes us small. What does that do in our brains? And please don't hear judgment on either end of the spectrum because it works on both ends, right? And everywhere in between. It changes our body image, right? Whatever we were programmed to believe, big or small, whatever we're programmed to believe is the right way to be, that is what we are either going to strive for or shun. Okay, so what we do as survivors, right, is when we are taking back that control, looks do come into it because they were such a big part of our abuse. They are such a big part of our control later. If you are someone whose looks were controlled and you leaned into it, meaning if I gotta be pretty, I'm gonna be the prettiest, right? And you're that person, then you're someone who went through all the things. You, you work out, you eat, you do all those things to promote that image. Or looks can go the other way. I do not want you to look at me anymore. I do not want you to find me attractive. And so I'm going to do everything in my power by controlling what my body looks like, what my clothing looks like, what my hair looks like, what my face looks like in order to make you not want to see me anymore. And so looks really drove a whole lot of our abuse and then our recovery and our rehabilitation. And then here it is still, <laughs> here we are in society now saying, but it's still a thing. It's still a thing. So how do we do it now? We do it with our body image, right? We do it with controlling what our body looks like, what we want our body to look like. We do it with our clothes. We choose what we want to wear. If y'all have met me, if you've seen me anywhere, I wear hair and pants. Those are my go-to. If you all knew how happy these silly pants make me, you would want me to only wear them for the rest of my life. I promise if you understood the joy in my heart and in my brain when I wear those pants, it is that important to me, right? But they don't necessarily come across in society as what people might want things to look like in certain arenas. I get that. I still want my hair on pants. <laughs> we control our hair, y'all. My hair's been short, it's been long, it's been pink, it's been red, it's been black, it's been brown. No, not black, but dark brown. Um, but I mean, I've tried all these things, right? And now, now, it's been long for, I don't know, years and years and years now. And it's still a source of control for me. My sweet Caitlin girl, if she's listening, I know she is, is like, uh-huh, preach, because as often as she can get me in the chair, it is still a fight every single time. 
Marianne, you need to take three inches off your hair. Caitlin, I will give you one. <laughs> Marianne, you need to take three inches off your hair. Caitlin, I'll give you one and a half. <laughs> and we will continue this way until we can finally get to a happy ground. Why? My hair's super long, y'all. It's super long. What, three inches isn't going to kill me. It's not. It's not. And it's just hair. But it was such a source of control that this is my little thing that I like to hold on to. And it doesn't hurt anybody. So, right. Who cares, right? Except it might hurt Caitlin's feelings sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> she's a trooper. She gets me. She loves me. We control our makeup, right? We control our makeup. I have friends who can transform their entire face with some makeup. They can make themselves be anybody with makeup. I can't do any of that. I can't. My control of makeup is no thank you. I don't want to do that. I don't want to play that game. I don't want to be part of that. And so, <laughs> but we take it back. We say, I'm either going to use it to express myself fully to everybody and say, you don't get to control what I'm putting on my face or you don't get to control what I don't want to put on my face. <laughs> and so we control ourselves the way we look, right? That's how we take it back. We take it back. And if you watch us, there's a whole lot of us that do this one. We take it back with adorning our bodies with things piercings, tattoos, stuff like that, right? We tell our story through our body. We tell our story through what we love now. And not everybody likes that all the time. There, sometimes you can't get a job because you have a tattoo or a piercing in a certain spot, right? Um, sometimes it affects how people react to you or what they say to you or what they think of you but it's our little means of control, right? I love tattoos, y'all. It is our means of control. Somebody controlled us for a chunk of our lives in order to hurt us. It makes sense, it is common sense that we now do not want to be controlled any longer. We do not want you to tell us what to do. We do not want anyone to tell us what to do. Sometimes that makes us look like rebels. That does not mean we are unhealthy. Just because we don't want to fit in your box, whatever your box is, doesn't mean that we are unhealthy. That's just not our box. Maybe our box is a different shape. Maybe our box is taller. Maybe our box is rounder. I don't know what your box looks like, but we don't have to fit in each other's box. Y'all don't have to fit in my box. If nobody else in the world wore hair on pants, it would not phase me a bit. <laughs> it would not bother me a bit. That could be my little box. I don't care, right? I love them. We have to be careful, all of us, that we don't slip. Just like last week, y'all, right? That we don't slip. That the control that we're taking back, that power that we are feeling for ourselves, that sense of, ah, it's mine, this is my life, right? That feeling, make sure that you're not going too far, right? Because we also don't want to go so far into our pulling back of our own power that we're hurting other people in some way or hurting ourselves in some way, right? So always finding the balance, always finding the balance of 
damn it, I'm gonna wear my harem pants, except for on that stage. <laughs> you know, I can make a concession every once in a while, but I got fancy harem pants, y'all don't worry about it. I'll wear those on stages too. I thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I thank you for listening to this for my survivor sisters and brothers. I know I said some things that you're going to be like, ew, and I get that. Please reach out to your people. Please know that you need a support system. I have a support system. We all need a support system. Please reach out to your people. Um, if you are following us all over podcast every Friday, thank you so much. Um, we'll see you next week with that. The website is updated. Um, if you're wondering what all this is, you can go over to that mynamemyvoice.org. That is the parent company um, that pays my bills that allows me to do this content for you all. And so uh, that is where I teach people about human trafficking and I help organizations um, to have human trafficking programs. Uh YouTube. YouTube is up and running, guys. YouTube is up and I know it should have been an easy fix, but you've met me. Uh, we're old friends now. It's been six weeks. You understand that that's how my brain works, but YouTube is up and running. So the podcast is there. If you don't get enough of just listening to my voice and you really want to see my face, head over to YouTube. Maybe it'll all make sense if you go, oh, that's what's happening over there. So please go over to YouTube and check that out. Um, I'll try to update Instagram. Um, like I said at the beginning, y'all, Jesus has been insane in my life lately. And so I'll get back to Instagram this week and get that going daily again. Guys, thank you so much for joining. I appreciate it. If you like this, if you think this content is worthwhile, please subscribe and share with your friends. Peace.